Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Priscilla Flores. If you are listening for the first time, thank you so much for choosing Fearlessly Authentic as your choice of um, listening uh, for today within the next 30 to 45 minutes, however long it takes me to get through this session. Um, if you are not new and you have been following me since the first one or at any point you picked up in this is not your first one. I just wanted to tell you thank you uh, for listening and for the encouragement, for the kind words that you have sent to me uh, via messages. I, I receive them. I love them. And it's it's entirely of what helps keep me going into um, into this path and just see what, what, what it is that God, land, God lands on my heart to share with everyone. Um, for those of you who are new, uh, just wanted to share with you guys what Fearlessly Authentic is about. Um, we, or we, <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> but I open up and become Fearlessly Authentic with everyone here. Um, my hope is that I can share uh, the good news with you guys of Christ's love for each and every single one of you. Um, so I bring in a lot of um, my personal uh, experiences and I have also brought in a couple of friends of mine to share their stories and testimonies and I do have a few more already planned and lined up for everyone. Those are always a treat for me to hear someone else's story even though I've heard them before but to hear them again and again. Um, and that's what we're supposed to do is just continuously share the good news um, of what God has done in our lives. Um, yeah, so today I wanted to talk about what love is. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. That's the very first thing that always comes to my head. And um, it's kind of like an inside thing between my sister and I. Uh, A Night at the Roxbury was like our movie growing up. And um, at her wedding, I was the 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 maid of honor and when they announced me to do my toast I had that song playing and my sister was like five seconds away from putting her drink down so that we could do the dance together it was funny but it was it was only that little piece I didn't want to take up her entire wedding and steal her thunder but <laughs> anywho what is love so I think so often that love is very misunderstood it has been redefined by society um, love has become so simple in that people have, um, you know, simplified it down to just love is love. But, uh, and although it, it's, it's nice and it sounds great and it is catchy, um, but love is God and <laughs> not just love is love. Um, and I'll go ahead and share with you guys how I came to that conclusion, um, but newsflash, it's in the Bible. So I will take you guys through that. Um, you know, just when I think about what love is and, and what it has meant and what it's bringing and sharing into this world, because of the state and where we are in a lot of evil going on out outside of my my home right it makes me want to be just a a crab it, a crab and and come into my um my shell because i feel safe here um but love calls us to a much bigger duty than that um love causes us to move love causes us to take action love is is what moves 
God when we love is what love is the outflow it's the outpour of the spirit within us and it's it's God his goodness being spread when we share love in its purest form and since we're talking about love we do have to talk about the heart we've heard um, those sayings before listen to your heart follow your heart let your heart guide you and although it sounds like good advice, the advice is really only as good as the person's heart who is receiving that advice. Um, the the heart, uh, the, the Bible tells us, and we're going to read this verse in just a moment, but the Bible tells us that um, the, the heart, um, out of the abundance of the heart um, is the overflow from the mouth. And, um, but... So what that means is, you know, if we have a bad heart, we're going to ex extend bad things. If we have a good heart, we're going to extend good things uh, from following our hearts. Because the fact of the matter is, is that our hearts truly do dictate our our next steps. They direct us and that is how we are guided and follow down the pathways that we feel um, which is why we say hurt people hurt people because if there's hurt in their hearts, it's an extension. Um, they begin to hurt others around them. Um, but let's go ahead and take it into Proverbs. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. So out of our hearts are what dictates um, our next steps, our plans, our, our, what, what we're going to do next. And so that's why I say that the heart itself is very um, deceitful. Now the Lord, he intended his love to be pure and um, I, I guess really that's the word I can come up with is just pure, a pure love. And we, we as a human race weren't getting it. Um, so <laughs> he, he then sent us his son and his son is his first fruit. Um, and he, which is, which is kind of cool because not only was, is Jesus considered, you know, God's first fruit, his first son, his only begotten son. Um, but, uh, love is also the first fruit listed within Galatians when it gives the fruits of the spirit love is the first one that um that it mentions um also within uh Matthew Matthew 22:36 um Jesus tells us in uh Matthew 22:37 sorry 37 Jesus replied love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So love, again, is also the first commandment that, that Jesus gives us um, to follow through with. And Jesus um, was, was the um, love on display in all of his perfection. And um, he endured so much to show us his love. And so what we're going to do is read through what love is. So Romans 11.9 um, tells us love must be sincere. 
Hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, honor one another above yourselves, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need and practice hospitality. Uh, so love must be love must be sincere in order to call it love. Um, and and that's part of the problem uh, is that we're calling things love that aren't love. And so because of that, now we have like this, and when I'm saying we, I'm just saying like humans all together, you know, and, and I can say this for myself, you know, what I thought love was, you know, 10 years ago is is not at all what, what love truly is, you know, coming from um, a, a verbally abusive relationship where I was constantly cheated on, you know, that wasn't love, but that was what I thought love was. I thought it, and ew, yeah, so it's like this humanly nature of what we think love is and that's why we can't say love is love because what you think is love or what maybe he thought was loving me just wasn't pure love it wasn't love there was a lot of sin involved and mixed into that um and then also um in first corinthians 13 1 through 3 If I thirteen three one, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. So again it has to be sincere it has to come from your heart um but god is responsible for cleaning out your heart and making that love pure and making that sin sincerity uh being formed um it is in our in it is in our human nature to to love um it just gets tainted with um with the sins of the world now let's go ahead and get into first corinthians 13 uh 14 4 which is the infamous love passage that we will hear a lot of the times at weddings um they have posters and and things to put on your walls and stuff um so a lot of people actually even know it by memory um i on the other hand do not i'm not really good about memorizing scripture but i'm working on it i'm working on it all right so 1 Corinthians 13, 4, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes always perseveres love never fails oh goodness all right so let's go ahead and get started what we're going to also do is break down everything that it says love is and what love is not so we'll start with the first one love is patient um, it endures through affliction pain discomfort hurting you know it takes 
patience to listen to someone. It takes patience to understand someone. Um, and that's the number one rule of love is patience. The next one, love is kind. You know, giving out of the goodness of your heart, not expecting anything in return. Proverbs 14.31, He who oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker, but whoever is kind to the needy honors God. And um, that's how that's how we can share God's love with one another. Also, Luke 6.45 Luke 6.45, the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. This is why your heart can be deceitful, because it can get you to say things that you don't mean in a rage Um in anger things of that sort so why we should be guarding our hearts um but if we are guarding our hearts and allowing good to flow through our hearts then good is going to come out of our come out of our hearts and through actions uh random acts of kindness even next it does not envy um it doesn't want what you have um love is is a self-acceptance of what it is that you have who you are it's contentment with um with what god has blessed you with and and not um wanting what others um or desiring what others have and knowing that you you will always have all that you need um within christ Proverbs 14.30, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Think about how much energy it really does take to envy someone in any respect rather than um, being at peace with with the love of, of, of Christ. The next one is, it does not boast. It doesn't brag because love also knows that it's not our own skills. It's not based off of our own abilities, um, but it is all favor from God. All those skills that we have, abilities um, that we all possess, they all come from God. And um, to boast is to kind of dismiss where that strength comes from. And that is why God said, um, yeah, so in Ephesians uh, Ephesians 2, 9, salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done, so none of us can boast. So it's not, <laughs> there's nothing that we can do that we haven't, that we, there's nothing that we can do that we don't need God for. I mean, we need him just to breathe. And even in that is a miracle. Um, we all need him and we don't fall short of his glory. I mean, we all fall short from his glory. We're all sinners. And so, and it's kind of set up that way. So that we, we, we can't boast. There's, that's not our ticket or way into heaven is anything that we've done. Um, I could say a thousand podcasts and if I don't have love, then it doesn't matter. Um, and, and I won't ever say like that I got here by my own 
my by my own um skills abilities or whatever have you it's all coming from from god um and that's yeah that's our number one that's where we should be putting um our boasting you know only only boast about the lord uh love it is not proud um there is warning that we have been given from second kings 14 15 but they would not listen and were a stiff necked as their fathers who did not trust in the lord their god they rejected his decrees and the covenant he had made with their fathers and the warnings he had given them they followed worthless idols and themselves became worthless they imitated the nations around them, although the Lord had ordered them, do not do as they do. And they did the things the Lord had forbidden them to do. Uh, talk about being prideful, right? If <laughs> To just kind of turn your head away from God and he's continuously trying to get your attention. Um, yeah, it's our pride that doesn't it's our pride that holds a wall from accepting and receiving love um, in such a way that um, only Christ really can break down that wall. Um, you know, being being prideful, um, you're exhibiting that your feelings matter much more than um, or much more significant than anybody else. Um, being prideful, you know, and, and I suffer from, from pride. Um, I do and I can admit that out loud um, because I think I have all the right answers and I, I, I clearly do not have all the right answers um, and I think I'm so wise and so perfect. I take that back. Those are lies from the enemy um, because I am made whole and anew within Christ. And I do have wisdom, but because of the spirit, because I read into his word, I'm not the most wisdomist person, <laughs> but anywho, so I, I do suffer from pride and I, and, and even, even right. I think that sometimes I'm like the fastest, I get very competitive. I get very prideful. Um, sometimes when I don't win and if people beat me. But I've, I've learned, I've learned how to control that better. But it still comes out now and again. Um, but I'm not perfect. So Proverbs, enough about me. Let's talk about, let's talk about the word. Okay, so back to Proverbs 16, 18. 16, 18. I have a lot of tabbies today, guys. A lot of scripture. Oh, how do I not know this? Because this is something that I, I say pretty often. But um, Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. And I've always said this, pride comes before the fall. Uh, verse 19, better to be lowly in spirit and among the oppressed than to share plunder with the proud. Um, yeah, guys, it's better to be on the the other side and I think a lot of us right now are feeling oppressed um, in our own way, whether we are oppressed by what uh, mainstream or society would claim to be. But I think we're all feeling just a little oppressed into thinking, into believing, into something different, something new. Um, 
so it's it's better for us though if we stand with those who are being oppressed and um versus those that are proud because that's prideful because that's exactly what's happening right now is there's a division happening it doesn't have to be and it really doesn't have to be and um i i rebuke the the thought of satan coming in and causing division among um among people here within my city within my community within my nation um i do believe that love will conquer and um because okay i'm ready to jump in ahead of myself all right okay so proverbs 29:23 also tells us a man's pride brings him low but a man of lowly spirit gains honor guys these are these are just words straight from the bible and these words are truth they have meaning so that's also a promise you know we honor god by by being kind to his people and then he honors us um by not being prideful all right next one it is not rude and other translations may have it differently i i read from the new international version um so it might have a different word but mine says rude um, it's not offensive, not harsh, it's not disrespectful, it's not ungracious, not unpleasant. Um, I know that sometimes a lot of, I know sometimes we get mistaken for the truth in being rude. Um, there's a matter of fact truth, you know, matter of fact truth means I'm reading directly from the scripture, directly from the Bible, but let's be honest is that at some point the Bible should offend us all <laughs> but his love for us his love for us is not offensive his love for us um he brings us truth but he brings us grace in the truth he brings us mercy in the truth and he brings us promises in the truth and next it is not self-seeking it's not looking out for number one in any situation um there's and also there's a difference between even like um, soul searching or self-care versus self-seeking. Self-seeking is, you know, I'm looking out for number one and that's it. Um, and that's not what love is. Um, but all too often we get, we don't know how to express or fully process the things that have hurt us, the hangups that or decisions that we have made to cause these things that have happened and so a lot of the times we use self-seeking as a defense mechanism so we can care for someone else but we could not ever truly love that person the way that it, love was designed to be because we have a defense mechanism that will um, protect our ourselves right we're looking out for number one we're looking out for ourselves um and that's not what what love does um it's love it's slow to anger patience helps with this um there are certain times where there is a righteous anger um and then there's an unrighteous anger righteous anger um 
it's like those injustices and it's it's good but there is also order into anger uh, first and foremost we always take that up to god first um, the unrighteous anger are um, things that causes us to to take um, things that causes us to sin um, moves us closer to sin is really what it is um, you know God doesn't say don't ever get angry because Jesus himself was was very angry but um when you know when they turned his temple into you know what he was like a market or you know where they're collecting taxes and you know they were stealing from from the people um and that's far from what the the temple was created to be for um Moses um proclaims in um, Proverbs twenty nine eleven, a fool gives vent to his anger, but a wise man keeps himself under control. So it's okay to feel angry. It's an emotion. It's about having that self-control, which self-control comes from one of the fruits of the Spirit. We'll um, get through probably all of the fruits of the spirits. Uh, not today, but I plan on actually going through each one like we are with love. Anywho. Uh, Proverbs 29:22 also tells us that an angry man stirs up dissension and a hot-tempered one commits many sins. So it's how we act on our anger. Um, the unrighteous anger will lead us down to sin. It love, it keeps no records of wrongdoing. Um, it forgives, releases um, forgiveness, releases you from holding on to the wrongdoing. Um, if you love someone, you're not going to continuously keep track of how many times they didn't put the seat down, the toilet seat down, or how many times that they made um, a snarky comment or, you know, that one time, you know, 10 years ago when they did this and they did that. Um, you know, forgiveness is something up to... Um, it, forgiveness is a choice and it's up to us to leave the justice into God's hands. Um yeah um especially especially to to people that we don't even know um because i feel like a lot of unforgiveness may be circling around now <clears throat> for for even smaller things um on social media you know someone people are jumping on everybody's case um and that's kind of like a blanket statement and i know it's not everyone but um i know that it just kind of feels like that so anyway so it, it's like we are keeping track of every sin that everybody else is doing um and that's not what love is love is not recording how many times you're doing something wrong um <clears throat> excuse me yeah love does not just keep track of everything that you are doing wrong um because god doesn't do that uh, you are forgiven. He extends grace. He extends mercy. And when he forgives your sins, he forgets about your sins. It's the enemy that will come back and will throw in your face, um, you know, your wrongdoings. And that's not from God. Uh, love does not delight in evil. And we find this in Job 34.10. Job tells his friend, so listen to me, you men of understanding. 
Far be it from God to do evil, from the Almighty to do wrong. He repays a man for what he has done. He brings upon him what his conduct deserves. It is unthinkable that God would do wrong, that the Almighty would pervert justice. So that tells me that, you know, he hates evil. Psalm 91 I'm sorry. Uh, Psalm 97, 10. Let those who love the Lord hate evil, for he guards the lives of his faithful ones and delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Matthew 12, 35. Um, Matthew 12, 35. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that men will have to give account on the day of judgment forever for every careless word they have spoken. Yikes. Kind of scary. Um, yeah. And that verse is also uh, very similar to the Proverbs one that, that uh, we read through. So if Christ is in us and the Holy Spirit is in us, then, and we bear good fruits, then we would not be bearing evil ones. Um, evil fruits are sprouted from evil stored up in him, as the word says. Um, and then also we have First uh, Peter 3, 9. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceit speech. He must turn from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are the righteous and his ears are attentive to the prayer, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So it does not delight in evil. Uh, the next thing is love rejoices with truth. Rather than delighting in evil, we rejoice with the truth. Um, and the truth is the Bible. And what the Bible gives us is true healing, true freedom, true salvation, true grace, true mercy, true wisdom, true comfort, true peace. I may have had said a couple in their duplicates. Um, over in Psalm 97, 12. Uh, Psalm 97, 12. Rejoice in the Lord, you who are righteous, and praise his holy name. And then God tells us um, in Isaiah 45, 17. No, no, no. <laughs> 45 uh we can start at 18 for this is what the lord says he who created the heavens he is god he who fashioned and made the earth he founded it he did not create it to be empty but formed it to be inhabited he says i am the lord and there is no other I have not spoken in secret from somewhere in land of darkness. I have not said to Jacob's descendants, seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak the truth. I declare what is right.
and that is how we can rejoice in the truth um, because of all the promises uh, that we can stand firm on. Love always protects. He protects us from the evil one. He protects us from our enemies. His love covers us. Um, let me just kind of clarify one thing, though, is that God sees protection for us differently, um, which is why we can't trust our understanding. We can't trust our hearts, but we can trust him and that his plans for us are good. Um, love always trusts. Um, we have stories upon stories within the Bible, within our lives, um, that we just need to share in order to help people build their trust into the Lord. He is trustworthy from, um, you know, from Abraham even till today, um, he can be trusted. And the more you get to know him, the more he reveals himself to you, and then the more he becomes trustworthy. Um, it's like any kind of relationship that you're building with one another. You know, he, he has to be a man of his word and God is true to his word. Um, love always hopes. And I wanted to share this with you guys that um, I heard from Reverend Jonathan Tremaine Thomas. Um, he is a, a founder for the Civil Righteousness Movement. You can look up more of his information um, online, Facebook, Instagram. You can Google Civil Righteousness and see what his movement is about. Um, actually, I do strongly encourage you to take a look into that um, and see if you'd like to um, be part of that movement. But um, he was doing or is doing a 21 day fast and a daily devotional and on his day six he titled it hope and he said something that was very impactful um and stuck with me and he said hope is not only a power it is a place of protection that we can access in and through god and i just rested in that um you know as i've been praying for for god to give us a revelation a new perspective um and and something to hope for because everyone needs something to hope for and there's always just a little bit of hope in the darkness and even just that little bit of hope in just how powerful it is it gives us protection and access to god into his his sovereignty and then when we go to hebrews 11 1 now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. There is always hope. Love always perseveres. Perseverance. It causes us to continue the course of action despite the difficulty, despite um, the lashings, despite um, being beaten, despite people denying um, maybe you kind of guess where I'm going with this, but I'm, I'm going to Jesus, his walk down Calvary and how he was, um, beaten. He was bruised. He was spit on. He was, um, you know, I, I can't even, I can't even imagine, but you know, he was poked. He was prodded. Um, people, people thought he was a disgrace. So people were talking down, um, on him, you know, think about today's society, and, and this is not to compare what Jesus went through, but, um, you know, currently 
if you're not following the masses, you're being shunned or not necessarily shunned, but you're being um, talked down to. You are emotionally getting beaten. You're emotionally being, um, you know, slaughtered in in some cases. You know, some people are, are getting a lot more backlash than others. Um, and those are, they're probably the louder ones. And, um, but anyway, um, it just made me think of the perseverance, uh, you know, who the, the run, the, uh, what is that? Okay, I found it, I found it. Romans, Romans 12, 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood and you have forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you as sons. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son endure hardship as discipline god is treating you as sons um the discipline part is just a, a an add-on you're welcome but <laughs> the point was um love always perseveres and i i know for without a shadow of a doubt and that he had you you listening in mind when he was when his blood was shed down that wall carrying the cross as heavy as it could be with his hands um, nailed to the cross and then it thrown into a hole where he was left to hang and die and um, he persevered that and that's what love does love never fails because the Lord is victorious um, his love, his perfect love casts out fear. His love endures forever. Um, Romans 8.38 For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death nor nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And because of that, <clears throat> you know, Christ Lord, he is he is one to complete his duty, his job, his love for you. He was willing to die, put his life onto the line and have his friends turn against him deny him and he did it for you for you so i just i hope that this message lands on your heart as to what love truly means the bible is the greatest love story ever written and i hope that 
yeah, you take something out of it. Let's go ahead and um, go to the Lord in prayer as we exit out. <clears throat> you can close your eyes, bow your head. Um, unless you're driving, of course, it's my little stipulation. Make good choices. Um, but dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, the creator and author of love, you are love, Lord Jesus. You are the perfection of love. Father, I ask that for those that are listening to the sounds of my voice, that your words would penetrate through their hearts and that they would feel your love. I pray that they would feel your pure love, Lord Jesus. I pray that they would have a revelation of what your love is. I pray that they would feel comforted in your love, Lord Jesus. Father God, if there's anyone listening who doesn't know you as love, I pray that you would reach into their hearts and shine a light into the darkness, Father God, and heal and bind up their wounds, Lord Jesus. If there's anyone who has ever misunderstood what love truly is, Father God, I pray that there is a revelation in their hearts and a new love for you, Father. Thank you for those that are listening. Lord, I ask just a multitude of blessings, Father God. I ask that you would protect them, Lord Jesus. I ask that you would strengthen them, that you would encourage them, Father God, that they would feel lifted up onto your spirit, Father, by your spirit, Father God. I pray that we would be a city of love, of refuge, of healing. Pray that you would mark out our steps for us by your light, Lord. Because you love us so much, you can turn every bad thing and use it for your good. Because you love us so much, you have plans set before us, plans to prosper, to live abundantly in your goodness, Father. Thank you. I thank you for your love. And I ask these things, lift up these things to your son, by your son's Holy Spirit, and by the power of the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Hope is just a prayer away, and you're listening to Fearlessly Authentic.